0: Art is sacred and art is an expression of who God is. Art is something that is so valued in heaven. And everything in heaven is accompanied by art. So whether there is praise, whether there is worship, whether there are coronations taking place in heaven, all of it is accompanied by art in all its different forms. Now, art or all songs are supposed to be redemptive. All songs are supposed to be redemptive. You see, that is one of the purposes of music as a form of art on the earth. So I want us to just read two Bible verses as we dive in into this lesson today. The first one comes from First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14. The Bible says, this is talking about King David, before he was king, obviously, David in King Saul's service. Now the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. Saul's attendant said to him, See, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the harp. So when the king was in trouble and with so much turmoil and demonic harassment, when he was going through... Triggering and sabotage. They knew the solution is a musician. The solution was art. Let somebody, let your servant search for someone who can play the harp. Where he will play the harp when the evil spirit comes upon you. So whatever that means, triggered, sabotage, abducted. You fill in the gaps. And you will feel better. Redemption. Restorative. So Saul said to his attendants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Find someone who plays well. Very skillful. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of AKG. Hey! I have seen a daughter of AKG. I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. He has been training. He is equipped. He is skilled. Then he says, he is a brave man. Uh-huh. He is a warrior. He speaks well. Communication. He is fine looking. He does his skin and hair care. (laughs) He does his body care. And the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So verse 21 says, David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. And Saul sent a word to Jesse saying, allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the spirit from God came upon Saul, David would take his harp and play. Then relief would come to Saul. He would feel better. And the evil spirit would leave him. The same thing when we turn to the book um, of 2 Kings, chapter 3, and verse 15. 2 Kings, chapter 3, and verse 15. The king here, the king of Moab, decided to rebel against the king of Israel. And so he joined forces. And asked the king of Edom and the king of Judah to go to battle with him. So the three kings had come into battle. And after seven days of going around as they marched towards the battlefield to attack the Moabites. They ran out of water. And they became so scared that their horses have nothing to drink. Now they have been Uh, you know, they're going to be defeated by the Moabites. And one of them said, but is there no prophet of the Lord in the land? And so when you come to verse 15, it is when the three kings decided to come to Elisha. And he said this in verse 15. Bring me now a musician. Another version, NIV, my version says, bring me now a harpist. The same skill that was looked on, that Saul soul was looking for. Another version may say, but now bring me a minstrel. Countries are about to go to war. Imagine the Gulf War. Imagine there's a threat of a regional war to break out. Four nations, three nations after one. And they are scared and even nature and there's no water, There's everything is going against you. And you go to the prophet of the Lord. And as you inquire of the prophet of God, as you inquire of the... Uh, of the servant of God who is known to walk with the Lord. The first thing he does is to ask for a minstrel. Ask for chilel. Bring me chilel. That voice that sings. Or bring me a musician. Bring me somebody who can play the harp. And the Bible is saying while the harpist was playing... The hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and he says, this is what the Lord says. And strategies were given. Prophetic direction came. And the problem was turned around and the Moabites eventually were defeated. This is the power of art. This is the power of music. This is the power of instruments. Hallelujah. You see, in these two cases, there is something that is released by art. A frequency that is released that impacts everyone and that changes everything. It is that frequency that you've seen in operation in these two verses. That frequency, this power, this potency is what the, the enemy is after. That's what The enemy comes after. That is what the enemy gets to to, to be traded away. It's not about the acts of art. It's about the frequencies that art produces. It's the frequency that speaks to people. It is the frequency... That sends messages into people's hearts. Those messages and those frequencies are then translated into people's imaginations. When you watch a movie, it releases a frequency. And then you begin to imagine yourself just like in the movie. This frequency is what the enemy comes after. So, Lucifer and Jezebel and other entities, actually the entire kingdom of darkness and the deep state operates here. They all collaborate. But there's four main ones. Lucifer, Jezebel, Baphomet, and Mermaids bringing marine witchcraft. Baphomet bringing an imprint of perversion. Jezebel is the executor That executes everything Satan is the Visionary and strategist And ideas person Who comes up with All the ideas Who comes up with all the Rituals and all of the Enemy coronations And what needs to happen And the different things Together they are able to release certain frequencies and they are able to create the art world in a certain way. All they have to do is to infiltrate the people who are making all the art. Once they have people like that, they are able to release the demonic frequencies through art. This is why you see that the enemy has his hands in art in such a big way. Such a big way. Because this is an area he can influence the most on a large scale. Art touches all peoples, all cultures, all over the world. It doesn't matter where they are. It's powerful. Art is powerful. So Jezebel is the one that does all the outworkings of all of these things that happen. Jezebel creates alter egos in the musicians. That's why you find celebrities like Beyonce who say they have alter egos, who say they are a different person whenever they go on stage. You can see them change and transform into a very different person as long as they step on stage. These are alter egos that are created by Jezebel. They are created and programmed and they release A certain and particular frequency when you listen to these people you come under their influence and your fragments twin with that alter ego and you become attached and hooked so many people even after they come to the Lord you find that you're still attached and hooked to certain artists and to certain art forms and some kinds of music just can't go. This is Jezebel evangelizing through art. So many believers cannot detach themselves from worldly art. They can't come out of it. It's because they're too captured now. Many, many people in the church, many gospel artists are captured and influenced by Jezebel this way. You get saved. You come into the kingdom of God or into the church. You now, you know you can do worldly music, so you do gospel music. But the attachment from general worldliness is not broken. And certainly the attachment to Jezebel and to alter egos of all the previous musicians that you've loved and that you've twinned with are certainly not broken. Remember all of the other brokenness you have that you haven't untangled from and all other past attachments. So when you come and see most gospel artists, some of them are skilled so they can sing well, they can write well, they can produce well, they can dance well, they can perform well. The songs can even sound godly. The art can even look godly. But what is important is the frequency. Think about that. What frequency is your art releasing? People can produce good sounding songs, but what frequency is the song producing? People can write well, but what frequency is the gospel song producing? People can choreograph well. People can have excellent producing and excellent choir management. All of these different art forms, film, you name it in every field. Remember, it is the frequency that the enemy goes after, not the act. So we can bring acts of art. We can move from the world into the kingdom of God and continue in the acts. So now when you come to Christians, you will see that you sing like Beyonce. Your style is like Beyonce. Your performance is a bit like Beyonce. You act like Beyonce. Your voice, your projection, style Sound. You sound like Asha Raymond. You even look like Asha. Because you're twinned with their alter egos. Because in essence, you do not even have a real identity. You do not know who you are. You are partnered with a Jezebelic influence. Much of your technology is stolen. Or you're stealing. It's not the real you. So when we talk about managing artists, what we want to do is to help them to find their true voice their true identity their true art form and even dance those who can not dance we can get back their dance get back their rhythm we manage them we bring them into a restorative process a redemptive process that's what we're trying to do Even through this art day and the musicians we want to manage. So I was asking the Lord. I'm sure you have the question. What about the presence that I feel? What about the anointing that I can feel? What about the goosebumps? When that person sings, I can feel the anointing. I get goosebumps all over. I can feel the power. What are you talking about? I can I you know, I can hear clearly. I I, I wrote so well. I am so sure that is God. Where could that Look at the song I wrote. That, that it it is God. What, what what about that? I asked the Lord the same question. And he broke it down in three ways. Let me share those with you. The first thing is that is what you call the anointing of the song. The Lord is teaching me that every song has an anointing. When something is well done, especially when it's well done it has its own power and its own anointing and most that's what people feel and that's why it almost never matters who sang if they are well skilled in their art How many have listened to an opera song and you feel, wow, Pavarotti of somebody, like it's amazing. And you listen to some classics and you can even hear songs from different cultures and even when you don't even understand the language, there there is an anointing on the song. There is power on the song. On every art form, you can watch a, look at a painting and feel all zapped. Have you seen how much people are willing to pay for paintings? They, they, whether It doesn't matter whether in the world they produce something. They make them feel something. Why do you pay so much? Because of the way it makes me feel. I, I'm buying the experience. People are willing to pay millions for paintings. Art, some people, some billionaires and millionaires, they're art collections from all over the world. It's the way they feel when they look at art. And the father was showing me, this, this is the thing, this is what happens. All of it. When done well, has an anointing. The second thing is the frequency. As I've said, all art has frequency. That frequency is communicating and sending messages to the heart. We could see that David's heart could release God's restorative power to soul. The frequency was able to speak words into soul's heart and that Chased away the demons. I've shared with you my playlists. When all else fails, I have my go-to playlist. If I put it on repeat, (laughs) the boy will get up and get dancing. You'll see the biggest smile on my face all by myself. (laughs) Shifts things. And thirdly, there is the anointing of God, which is always restorative as we've seen in the case of Elisha and in the case of David. There is an anointing of God that then attaches itself to the anointing of the song and the frequency of the song. God's anointing. And this is always restorative. And that's what I was saying in the beginning. All songs are about restoration even without preaching. Because art is evangelism. No wonder the enemy is hijacking it and using it to evangelize. Without preaching. Art is And songs are supposed to bring some sort of restoration to the different areas of life. So you see, you've got the frequency of the song, the anointing of the song, and the anointing of God. When you listen to a song, you can experience all three things. That's what the goosebumps can be about. But just because you feel the goosebumps, it does not mean that it's the Spirit of the Lord on the song. Because when somebody is not fully transformed, they can release a mixture of things. They can release a mixture of things. A song can be well written. And because of that, it will release a frequency and an anointing. And without discernment, most people will not differentiate between that and with God. So even when we come into what we may call the gospel arts, this is how They are infiltrated and all of the deep state and the kingdoms of hell, they are involved in it with the leadership of Lucifer, Jezebel, Baphomet, Baal, and the marine kingdom. I hadn't mentioned Baal before. So Baphomet imprints perversion in the arts. Jezebel does... The outworking of it all and is the an executor. Baal extracts the voice of God from art. Baal stops ascension into heaven. Baal makes people to make songs out of inspiration and Just because something is inspired, it does not mean it's inspired of God. Many, many people cannot get songs from heaven because Baal removes the importance of it. Many people do not even see why it's important to ascend to get songs from heaven because Baal minimizes it. So even a person who can be taught to ascend, you will find they will prefer to write out of inspiration. Because they think inspiration is God. But it's not necessarily God. Then there's mermaids. They bring a lot of witchcraft, marine witchcraft. And people get attached to marine spirits. These spirits sleep with people at night. And those spirits make the people to be attached to them and to be attached to worldliness. Another form of evangelism. This is how many entities become involved under these leaders. This is how the gospel arts, a lot of it will be like that. Not pure. Because of all of those things that we've discussed. I'm going to end with quoting John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Let's look at that. The book of John, chapter 3, as we close. Jesus was responding to Nicodemus, and he said, in verse 3, In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. He is talking about being born from above. you must be truly born from above that's what jesus christ is talking about not a watered down idea of salvation but being born from above see you cannot see what does that mean you cannot perceive understand Receive, understand protocols, culture, become acquainted with, intimate with. You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you are born again from above. It's not many people in the art industry that stand out with this standard of heaven. God bless you.